Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. The websites JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. They go to most of the same things all over the place. Feel free to review the show on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much. If you need to get a hold of me, it's Jackie at JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady fixed this audio. Mike Rickberg composed the opening song, sang with his wife, Sarah Cohen. Mike will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos works on the website, JackieCation.com. On the website, JackieCation.com, there's links to this podcast and my comedy podcast with Lori Kilmartin, The Jackie and Lori Show. There are links to watch me do stand-up comedy. My calendar is on there where I'm performing. If you want to support the show, there's merch at JackieCation.com if you want a Dork Forest t-shirt, if you want a stand-up t-shirt, if you want stand-up CDs, uh, there is also a DVD. And the CD and DVD, everything's available streaming. The DVD is streaming on ComedyFilmNerds.com. All of my CDs are available on Amazon and iTunes and Pandora and Spotify and YouTube if you just want to listen to them before you buy them. If you want to support the Dork Forest, there's a couple of different ways. You may PayPal me uh, a donation. That's right. You could also Venmo me a donation just at my email address. You can support the show in a lot of different ways. You can get merch. You can donate directly. That button is available at JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com, and I appreciate any support that you do. There's premium episodes that you can listen to. If you've run through all of the ones that are uh, sort of archived in Blog Talk and then the almost 500 episodes on Libsyn and iTunes right now, and you need more Dork Forest, you can go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com. There's probably a dozen live episodes. There's a couple of of free things as well, and there's a storytime album, which is me telling a couple of stories. Everything's like a buck or $2 or free. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the new setup in my living room. Uh, hopefully the audio is good. My name is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. And welcome to the Dork Forest, Steve Young. Steve Brett Young. Steve Brett Young is what you're going by now because there's too many Steve Youngs. That's true. You were on before, but it's been probably two years since you did it. Out. Yeah, it was right after uh, a certain uh, devastating election. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Yeah. Uh, we're not so that's talking- almost two years. Yeah, that's not- two- yeah and if you... Whatever. And the fact that we're still here, huh? That's, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, like, we're still standing. Right, we're still standing. We are the we The we being literally you and I. Not everyone is still standing, but we right. are. Yeah. It is, uh, it is definitely, uh, there's, there's trouble. So uh, the journey continues, and we will see what happens at the end of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, that's the way of it. History just goes. So, yes. But the thing is, you do stand up, and uh, people should know that, and they should go and see you because you're very funny, of Thank course. Thank you. SteveYoungComedy.com. And at Steve Brett Young on Twitter. Yes. But my favorite thing, and we're going to talk about the real part of this, but it, you have a very funny Instagram account uh, that is Studio City Life Coach. Yes. I love that's uh, I Last year, I realized I was spending way too much time on social media, and I still do. So I thought I might as well use it as a creative outlet. So yeah. um, I've lived in Los Angeles for 20 years. And I, over the years, it was just sort of uh, this stuff was all inside me. And it's a very <laughs> real part of me. And I think that I, as I can't disavow there's yeah there's a huge overlap and there's also some huge differences but yeah this guy is a um, he's a licensed shaman he has PTSD from being a balcony collapse survivor um, he is a yoga teacher and a former actor, and uh, he calls himself a breakthrough specialist. A breakthrough specialist? Yes. And it's at Studio City Life Coach on Instagram. Yes. And at Studio City Coach on Twitter. Yes. And the thing is, is this is mockery done with love. Yeah. you are in that gravy boat, man. I am, totally, yeah. You are almost all of those things. <laughs> You yourself are a breakthrough of life. Oh, whoa. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, um, yeah, I've been doing yoga for 20 years and I've been, I've, uh, every like few years or so there's, whenever there's a crisis, I'll break down and read a Deepak Chopra or a Louise Hay. And I like a lot of that stuff, but sure. some of it, it's just like, Ooh, too it far. It doesn't mean it's not mockable. Doesn't no, mean. exactly. So you exactly. have this parody account, but you really do. Cause I, I genuinely, I, 
I have always sort of been hippie, skippy, crystal clutch mm-hmm. kind of yeah, person. Yeah. I got rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping them. Right. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the thing that for me it's the same with with all religion and all everything I believe in. Uh, I think that it's real, but I also understand that there's a point where it is you can make fun of it. Yeah, and when it gets into like black and white thinking, like kind of like with religion, with organized religion, that's when it gets really crazy. Where it is just uh, some- someone should make fun of it, so yeah, that yeah. you don't, so, you can't take yourself yes. so, so yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, but let's discuss the serious dorkdom of like yoga. I have tried. Uh-huh. Uh, I am not good at it because mm-hmm. it's a learned skill. Yeah, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of it. Moon Zappa has tried uh, to. And, and we sat there and we breathed and mm-hmm. we stretched and and it was good. Mm-hmm. But I can't see myself getting into it. What made you like it? Um, you know, I think it was I was having a really hard time just in life in general at the time. I was a, um, you know, physically I was like 27 going on 50 because I was working in production. I was working on these like low budget music videos as a PA and like right. my body was just being like, you know, just harassed. Yeah, just harassed. So any, so I started going uh and I don't know, like the yoga teachers, they're all they're very nice people. They're not there to like it's not like come on, feel the burn. It's like not that. They're like, Maggie, get up. It's uh, hey, you're doing you showed up today. That's amazing. And meanwhile, right. like in production, they were just so fucking mean to PAs that I was just like just a yeah. Just I needed like oh my god, they're gonna be nice to me, and I'm someone. Gonna, yeah, so, yeah. Just a, just a human is nice to me in L.A. Right for an hour. It yeah. was fifteen bucks. Yeah, you got to breathe. And hour and a talk. half. The classes have gotten shorter since then. But oh, used, have they? They used to be yeah, like an hour and a half. But now I think it's you know because there's warm up and cool down. Yeah, and now it's an hour, so warm up and cool down. So then you're only doing forty five, maybe. Yeah, some of the, yeah, probably. And so there's more. So it's it's yoga is a lot of breathing and stretching, right? It's a lot of stretching. It's a lot of different things. Like there are different types. Um, I've gotten into Kundalini yoga, which is a lot of like. Well, I was going to demonstrate it, which is a great idea for a podcast. Weird um, audio program, <laughs> but uh, people, Kundalini. I think it starts with a K. All right, everyone, lay down, especially if you're driving. <laughs> just pull over, and uh, I'm going to lead you through. Uh, but you're, you're, it's more active moving and it's like not when anyone it's not the typical stuff that people think of when they think of yoga um but uh oh because it's more active yeah i think of i think of lying there yeah it's not i mean it's not that it's not that i mean the lying down stuff that's really only part of it at the very beginning in the like i just got i felt like physically healthier when i did it like that's what really like got me into it like i was in that but i was coming from doing absolutely no exercise and then and like have and like always carrying like you know twenty thirty extra pounds you know right. so it was good for that, um, but also just like yeah just the benefits of exercise. I always had exercise like forced on me, and I never did it in high school. And I, it was well, you're I, a giant man. I, yeah, and it's good for being tall actually because my posture is crap because I'm always trying to maintain eye contact with people. <laughs> so well, that is very polite. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. You get you screwed over like if, you, if you're too polite. You get screwed over in this town. That's the real message. <laughs> that is not the real message. It's, but you're like six six or six I'm four six, or four. something, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. So you're uh, a, a tall human. Yeah. And uh, so and the Kundalini is is more you're active. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like shot. There's like I don't know. I I. I'm, you don't teach yoga. You just no, do it. Hell no, hell no. Because right. there's stuff I can't. I absolutely can't do. And I, and I like. I guess I should explain. Like I dip in and out of it. Like I'm always like trying to stay active, but I will go for. I've never like completely gone away for it from it. But I mean, there's times where I'm just doing it. Like yeah, maybe I did it once or twice that month. But then I'll get it. Go through periods. Where I'm like oh yeah, I'm doing it like four or five times a week. Okay. Um, and I started doing it like last summer, summer of last year. I put on the Trump Ten, and so I decided to get into hot yoga. So I though just <laughs> Bikram. Uh, no, Bikram. Bikram is very particular. That's like a hundred. It's I think it's that's a specific series. That's copyrighted, basically. And it's, oh, okay. It's just, I think it's a specific series of poses. So like, if you go to Bikram, anything that says have Bikram has Bikram in the name. Yeah, it's not up to the teacher's discretion. I think it's like actually so, like it will be literally the same order again. You know, it's the same. Oh, okay. So Whereas, it's more of a franchised yoga. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think that guy is and um, hot yoga is it, it can be wider. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you go to your uh, – I'm, I'm backing you up on the yoga thing because I need to know. Okay, cool. You yeah. go initially to yoga. 
Yes. Um, people are nice to you. Yes. They get yeah. you to stretch. <laughs> sounds so pathetic when you put it like that, but it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. I was uh, pathetic. I don't mind that. Yeah. I, I genuinely am yeah. like, I need someone to be nice to me. Yeah, I don't want, like, it, it's so funny, like, whenever I would see gym ads and everyone's, like, ripped and buff, and I'm like, I don't want, that's not encouraging to me. Like, right. Yeah. It, it, so- it sounds like someone was mean to those people to get them all ripped it and It feels buff. like you're going to be, like, in a room with, like, the John Hughes villains, and I'm Ducky, <laughs> and I just don't want to, yeah. Yeah, nobody needs that. Yeah. So, uh, so there's, there's, um, you go there, there's a lot of stretching Mm -hmm. and, and then there's, and then there's poses that you hold. Yes. Is that, and is that mostly what yoga is? Yeah. Okay. And it is, it is exercise. Absolutely. In the way that you are winded. Oh yeah, I will get so sweat. Uh, Yeah, I'll totally work up a sweat and, um, it's not um, aerobic exercise, but Kundalini can be, um, you know, aerobic in, sen- in the sense of like getting your heart rate up. Um, what? So what, describe some Kundalini moves or, you're, or it's shadow boxing. It's a lot. I mean, there. Are, okay. Tr- trying to think of. Um, I mean, there's crazy. St- I'm trying to think of like how to like succinctly explain it so it's clear to a listener. Where it's just, like, I mean, yeah. Uh, Twisting, you know, like, or just standing up, having your, having like your legs wide, you know, like, you know, three or four, you know, and just like twisting that way, this way, that way, and like really going fast. And, um, oh, and going pretty fast. Yeah. And, and, and like, do you start out slow so that you don't, cause you, I mean, yeah, it builds, yeah. it builds up. I think, it yeah, there, it's very rare that you, a yoga class will ever start with like the heart. I mean, it is just like, it doesn't make any sense. It, yeah. It they, goes up. It, yeah. The, the, it builds to something. It's sort of a, uh, they're artists, man. They know what right. they're doing. <laughs> it really, it actually feels like there are. And yeah. then, so the studio city life coach clearly does yoga. Oh uh, yeah. He teaches at a place called Namaste. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he has a, you know, he'll say things like, hey, everybody, come to my Vinyasa Vibes class at 1030 on Tuesday. I'm going to have an all, all Rihanna playlist. And uh, do not park in the nail shop's parking spots because they will tow. <laughs> the nail shop. Okay. So uh, so that, but so the yoga is is part of it. And and that is something that you're doing right now. Yeah. And, I, yeah. And I'll always ongoing. go back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so but I think the Studio City Life Coach it was inspired by last summer. I so I kept I um yeah, how put on the put on the Trump it? ten. How long have I had the other oh, Instagram the, account? Yeah, I started it in uh, September October of last year. Okay, yeah. yeah, so it's relatively new. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and so you put the the Trump ten on, which uh, I put is, the Trump ten. Yeah, I did must not be a real term. Somewhere. I did not pass up a tra- a taco truck for <laughs> for, <laughs> for good months. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I just like all right, and I um, and I got tricked into hot yoga because I thought it was so horrible. Like I would, I'm like, yuck. Because it, it it sounds like it would stink. And, it uh, does not. Uh, you mean literally smell? Yeah. It doesn't. Okay, no. good. Yeah, they they really like. I mean, the, if it's a good place, they'll have like proper ventilation. So, yeah, <laughs> good, good. And uh, and then um, so so you you do that. You were you were talking about. So you you put the the, the ten pounds on, yeah. and you're like, I got I got to get back into. Yeah, this. I would not. I have to say though, like I couldn't recommend like doing hot yoga ongoingly, like as uh, your your one form of exercise or something, because yeah. I feel like. You really do spend the rest of the day hyd- rehydrating. I mean, okay. you wind up drinking so much water. I don't know that it's necessarily good for you in the long run. I mean, literally, I just did it for the equivalent of a crash diet. I mean, and I, I will still go like once in a while. But um, but anyway, last summer, I was like basically buying a group on here, a group on there, trying this studio, trying that studio. Okay. And I started following all these teachers on their Instagram, and that sort of got the ball rolling. And I was going to do like Ojai Life Coach, which is this like bougie – uh, for people not yes. in California, it's right. like this, it's like fancy schmancy, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know enough about that place, and I think it's funnier to be like down and dirty, Studio City, Stu- like the yeah. Valley, yeah, yeah. This guy loves Marshalls on Ventura Boulevard, and <laughs> and guess who else does? Steve Brett Young, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but the um, so you, I man, I had a question, it was gone, but the uh, so so you. As exercise, though yoga, you would recommend just normal yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's something. Because it's got to be. It's 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 got to be really good for fitness wise and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel. Uh, yeah, and I think it's more proportional. You don't like overdevelop in one area. It's not like you know. Um, yeah, it's just good. Like, and I also try around that same last year during the, <laughs> the operation lose the Trump ten. I tried CrossFit and like. 
I like yoga a lot more because I would get, I would feel it. I mean, like, I'm sure if I kept at CrossFit, but it was just not. Um, what is? I mean, I've heard of CrossFit, but I, it, it's uh, it's. I this uh, this it's, is not my dorkdom at all. I only I, I didn't even use up the rest of the Groupon. So I mean, like <laughs> I and I I remember locking. Groupon was still a thing. Is I it, did, yeah. Yeah. Is it still a thing now? I, I mean, get I'm sure emails it is. from them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can, people are like, I want to advertise. And so for 15 bucks, you could take three classes or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just felt like it was, you know, there was so much running involved. And I think for, I was going to try and blame it on my tallness, but I mean, just like, I just don't want, I don't like running. I mean, yeah. I used to love it, but it just, it's not good for my knees. So I would like, after I would take, these CrossFit classes, I would just feel like, you know, um, ow, 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 you know? And yeah. I think if I really got into it, it would probably get better. Um, but with yoga, I just felt like I just feel awesome at like like the rest of the day. Like I just okay. like how I feel. So, yeah, yeah it just yeah. seemed like a easy a choice. Good way to go. Yeah. So other than that, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Deepak Chopra and Louise Hay. Yes. And I have read, I think, I don't know that I've read any Deepak – I had a, uh, and I've told this story before, but it is uh, worth repeating. Oh, I had a, a therapist uh, in the probably late 90s, early 2000s. So the one time I went to therapy, mm-hmm. went, th- went to therapy for probably three years. Mm-hmm. And um, she had written a book called Are You in Love with a Vampire? And it, she meant an emotional vampire. Right, but, right, yes, uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you. But Buffy was out. And uh, and I was like, what wh- what's happening? And um, and the thing is, is she was a great therapist. Her uh-huh. name is Helene Z. Harris. Her Ooh. name was Helene Harris. But the Z, I think, was much like Steve Brett Young. Yeah. A lot of Helene Harris's out there. Yeah. So she had a website, HeleneZHarris.com. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it still exists, mm-hmm. but it had lightning bolts on it nice. in the early 2000s. Yes. And, uh, and she she did a lot of, like, the therapy, it was before it was very popular where you tap on your face. Yeah. Uh, ED something. I've done that. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you tap on your face and you talk about sad things or things that are are terrible mm-hmm. and or things that are – who knows what mm-hmm. people talk about. Uh, but then – and then it's supposed to um, sort of – because I guess if you talk about your emotions while you're doing something else – this is what I thought of it. Probably not the real mm-hmm. science on it. But I always thought, well, if I'm busy concentrating <laughs> – I love misinforming people about science. I think that's a great service. <laughs> Somebody look this up. Uh, welcome to the dark forest uh, where Jackie has an opinion about things she doesn't know anything about. My dorkdom is being wildly inaccurate about things. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I thought it, it felt like – it was easier to talk about like harder things to talk about mm. if I was also on task, you know. Like she's like, tap your chin, tap under your your eye, follow the mm-hmm. stick. She'd be like, all right, above your eyebrow, on the top of your lip, and uh, she's like, as you talk about that, tell me who hurt you or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and so and it ended up sort of she would get more. I don't know if it gave her more information or if it led to more revelations, but it was really, it was kind of a cool therapy thing. Mm -hmm. And she was a big one for rocks. She was a big one for, for a lot of different, and she wore a lot of flowing clothes, looked like a dragonfly. Oh, nice. Uh, So she was pretty awesome lady. (laughs) And uh, what other things like that? Because you, you were like, I do that. I have the PTSD. You've got the... Oh, yeah. I have PTSD, everyone. Uh, who doesn't? A, yeah, uh, exactly. Not, <laughs> exactly. Some, some people don't. Uh, I'm and, such a bandwagon jump. It's not even a big revelation <laughs> anymore. It's just like, next. Well, and it was Afghanistan 2003. No, what it, yeah. it was... But you're out about it, you were telling me. So it's, Oh, yeah. It's, I've done sta- I do stand up about it. And, yeah. um, you know, because uh, what's more funny than, than that? Um, <laughs> well, I think, I think it is, actually, because the thing is, is, you know, with stand up, it's, it's one of those things where you're like... Like you're never alone. I too have horrible. Well, I said I'll just say it right now. I said it's part of my set. Well, basically, when I was 15 and first realized I was gay, there was a gay bashing murder in my hometown, and it was such a homophobic period and right. place that sympathy lied with the murderer. And these two guys, they were not that much older. They were like 19 and 21, not much older than I was at the time. Or I think 18. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. So they yeah. went, but they went home with it. They went to a gay bar. They sought him out. Pretend they were gay, went home with him, and killed him there. So it was just like Jesus. It was yeah, the freak out fact. I'm getting like a little emotional, even, or just like yeah, yeah. The, it's there's something going on in my like upper chest right now. When I'm talking about it, um, even though like I, I will talk about this on stage. Oh, but what I do like, I'll just say this, say this very quickly. I can we can get back to this, but like I do like in my stand up, I t- I say it exactly like that. I just say, well, I'm going to pull off the band aid now. I can't just say I have it. And let's uh, and let you all think I went to war or something. So blah blah blah, gay bashing murder, yeah. the whole town sided with the murderers, 
And then I just like look at the crowd and have this like huge elongated pause, and I just say, "Anyway, guys, you got you guys have been so fun. Thank you so much." I <laughs> pretend I'm leaving them on that, and then there's more. But it's um, I do like I I like pulling up to a Marina Del-, Del Rey sports bar and just being like, "You want to see the Broncos play tonight?" But guess what? <laughs> I'm processing stuff. Right. Too gonna, bad. We're in this together. Sorry, straight guys. There's probably blood on your hands for something, so you deserve to hear this. <laughs> right. And quite honestly, I mean, there are things like that, that that affect us, and that is the definition of it, right? Yeah. Post-traumatic stress syndrome, or shell shock, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, is a response to something horrible that has happened. And if you never address it, then you live with the symptoms of that with, without processing it and living with the solution of that. Yeah, and what I've learned is also that you get it if you cannot act out your fight or flight. So in that situation, I couldn't do either. You know, just like, you know, just frozen. Because you're just 16, frozen. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that's, yeah, that's kind of the root of it. I think because, I mean, they will, because, I mean, two guys can be in the same battle in Iraq or Afghanistan. One will get PTSD from the same incident and one won't. And it's yeah. not clear... Well, I guess that doesn't really apply in that situation because I guess they would anyway. But well, they they'll have different responses yes, to it. Exactly, and I love the the definition of it as not being able to do fight or flight. Yeah, because if you can't, if you're if you're frozen essentially, yeah. and that that will create that that'll re reenact in your life until you address it. Yeah, yeah. So how how what do you? I mean, there's got to be. You've read books. How do you deal with PTSD? What do you? How do you? Uh, how do you process it? Um, by find, by finding it. a career that <laughs> that pays nothing and places external <laughs> validation on how much people laugh. Um, I mean, it is honestly talk. I mean, honestly, like there has been not to sound all new agey, but I fucking love talking about it on stage. I fucking love that last year I paid my rent by talking about this really horrible thing that messed me up for such a long time, and it was so crazy. So. Um, yeah, and I even did a show. It was pretty wild. I did a show. Uh, I was opening for Maria Bamford, and I talked about it. The show went fine. Sure. I was having my celebratory cheeseburger afterwards during her set, just you know sitting in the party. crowd. Yep. And a fight broke out during a fucking Maria Bamford show, which is the weirdest what? thing. <laughs> what? And then, Where? Um, it oh, was, was that that one and oh, like the improv or something? Uh, it was, probably don't want to say, like... Oh, uh, that, I mean, the thing, but... It, it was one of those larger venues. It was right? a larger venue, yeah, and it's like nothing it has nothing to do with the venue itself, anyway. So yeah, yeah um, it was not the. It wasn't anyway. But uh, after afterwards, we're sitting around um, like some some people that knew Maria came to the dressing room or the green room afterwards, and we're all hanging out and talking, and like they were near where the fight broke out, and it happened because one guy called the other a fag. And I just wow. and, and got thrown and he got thrown out and I just thought it was such a trip like it didn't affect I mean that would have been like in another time that would have been like oh my god there's homophobia everywhere right. I think like how to you know like and I'm talking and society has changed so much too I can't discredit that for you know being a huge part of like why things are better for me personally but um, I thought it was so wild that someone got thrown out for using for, for yeah, calling yeah. someone a fag and it was just like, it's like it was not even right. perturbed it's like I'm making my money tonight I'm having my cheeseburger and I just fucking killed so yep. whatever <laughs> that's great It's uh, and have you had people come up and say no I appreciate the, yeah. the dialogue yes yeah. yeah they have actually yeah it's just, it's whenever I do anything it's I, I get kind of proud of it too if I write a bit that's about something super hard yeah and then if you can make it funny, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can figure out a way, because that heals it for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I did it. Um, I do a lot of jokes about my dad, mm-hmm. and uh, I my siblings are like, you make me see him in a different light, and uh, in a way that is more sympathetic. Oh, that's and great. It's good. It, yeah. I mean, if if I can, because. My father isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. there's no changing the other person. You can only change uh, your own perspective. A million percent. <laughs> right. So I mean and and so you could also not hang out with people who who you're like, "Well, I'm never going to change. I, I can't change that person. He's a monster. I'm not going to hang out with a monster," which is you also changing yourself as well. Yeah. Because before, you would have just stood in the periphery of a monster and allowed him to be monstrous to you or her to be monstrous to you instead of just bailing yeah. and starting over with uh, possibly a nice yoga class. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so. I have to say from knowing you and your stand up like he's um, I do appreciate 
appreciate his uh, financial advice about like having a, no- having a number if you don't want to do something. Um, Never say no without a number. Yeah, is uh, is what it is. One of his uh, it it it's a gem. He's got a bunch of them, yeah. but uh, that's one that really blew Maria away. So she does that bit about him, yeah. and then sent him an avocado of the month uh, as payment. She was going to send him money, and I said, "Please do not send my father money. Uh, he's a gambling problem." <laughs> <laughs> and then she sent him chocolate for like six months, uh-huh. and then. Uh, I was like, and then he kept bragging about it because he loves, he enjoys a tiny blonde lady, yeah. and Marie Bamford is a tiny blonde she lady. Is, yes, yeah. And so he's like, she likes me, and I was like, I don't, I don't know that that God. that's true, but okay, she doesn't dislike you. She barely knows you, Dad. Right. <laughs> we can leave it at that. <laughs> so I sent him some chocolate, and he was like. Uh, when she stopped sending him the chocolate, and he was like, well, I, you don't need to send me any chocolate. I can just go buy chocolate. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's not the chocolate, and it's it's literally just Maria Bamford yeah. and it being a <laughs> tiny blonde lady that you barely know, but who is very pretty. Yeah. And I did not say any of that to him because mm-hmm. that, is, uh, that isn't even conversation. I right. just process that alone, yeah. which is where it needs to be. Good call. <laughs> He uh, he is a piece of work, continues to be a piece of work. I uh, just had breakfast with him about a week ago. I went and did Lady Parts Justice League oh, yeah. How was for that? Liz Winstead. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, there's like 10 of them. And every summer they travel around and they help a privately owned healthcare center in states, right? There's mm-hmm. there's there's usually like two Planned Parenthoods and one privately owned healthcare center. And the privately owned healthcare center will also provide abortions, but they'll also provide pap smears and mammograms mm-hmm. and, and these health things. And uh, I went and did the one in Milwaukee, and across the street there was a creepy fake clinic that didn't even have a doctor. I heard you talking about this. Yeah, that's yeah. mind-blowing. So it was weird. So I was talking to my dad a couple of days ago, and, and um, he keeps telling me about the women he likes. And I wanted him Tell to stop. Tell what you want to hear. <laughs> right. And, uh, so, and he's never dirty, and it's never – it's just – it's usually just weird, mm-hmm. and so. But uh, he's not blue or anything. I mean, he doesn't make it gross. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's just annoying. Yeah. So I uh, told him essentially uh, a dick joke that uh, that I was working on uh. And, uh, <laughs> to get him to stop talking to me, and and it worked. He was like, I said, sorry to go blue, Dad, but uh, I can't, uh, I can't hear about uh, anymore how your new nurse is very pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I know you're 81. I'm glad you're still excited about uh, people, mm-hmm. but I don't. I Bam! Can't. Base mm-hmm. in your face. That's it. <laughs> my ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. This is another ad for Tomboy X, which is underpants and loungewear and sleepwear. Go to tomboyx.com slash dork and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And the Dork Forest listeners get an extra 15% off your first order with the code dork. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear and go to tomboyx.com slash dork. And you could put in the code dork and you'll get 15% off. Regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. I got like a long swimwear kind of thing that's super cozy and also just a pair of sort of long underwear that kind of look like boxer briefs but don't have a fly because I don't need a fly. But uh, they are bright pink and I'm pretty psyched about them. Just ordered them. Anyway, if you go to tomboyx.com slash dork, just look around. You get 15% off your first order if you enter the promo code dork. Let's get back into the show. Anyway, so uh, so I have not read enough Deepak Chopra. I think I read one Deepak Chopra book, which is where Helene Z. Harris's book, I'm in Love with a Vampire, was going to send me to. Because she recommended a Deepak Chopra book, and I think I read it probably 12, 15 years ago. He's a, I I don't know that I recommend, I mean, like, now that he's wrote, he's written now about like, you know, the Zen of golf. I mean, he's just churning one out every year just for the sake of like, sure, I'd like to make 10 more million dollars this year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think when I was brand new, you know, gra- grounds when you're like <laughs> trying to figure, trying to figure out. Yeah, I moved to LA when I was like 23 and trying to figure out my life. So I was, uh, so I read um, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and did sure. that whole thing, which is, you know, on the surface is just more about like getting in touch with your art and, you know, all that. Oh, right. Because the idea of The Artist's Way is that, is that you're blocked. 
And yeah. but even if you aren't blocked, I think it has it has a workbook component to it. Yeah, I was doing the workbook, and one of the things they make you do is. Um, it has some like hippy dippy new agey stuff around the edges, you know. Sure. And uh, um, and uh, there's she wants you to do the morning pages where you write three pages every morning. Oh, but right, I mean, right. I was doing that, but I found those a couple of years ago, and it was I just it felt so good to throw them in the shredder. It was not like <laughs> oh my god, this is so funny. It was it was just like I was miserable, and also right. I drank the Kool Aid. About like that pro- that particular thing, and I was just like, I'm here to be a writer. I'm here to write for TV. I'm here to I'm here to do it. And I like you know was just nervous and like afraid about money and afraid about everything. And um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so oh right. So but the great thing about if I remember correctly, because I haven't done the artist way, I have mm-hmm. genuinely three copies of it around this house. <laughs> Because I keep thinking, well, I should do it again, and then I buy a new copy, and then I find the other two copies. Uh, and uh, but it's the morning pages. You're not supposed to keep them. You're supposed to throw them out anyway. But it's so hard for us to throw out anything we've written because we're like, maybe there's some gold in there. Yeah, and, I don't. I wasn't keeping it because I thought there was gold. I just don't. I don't even. I was like, yeah, I might be curious someday. But it was just so repetitive, and it was just. It and it's me supposed out. to be. It's supposed to be because what? Uh, if I remember correctly, the point of the morning pages, it's three. Longhand, free flowing, exactly, and you're supposed to just essentially vomit out yeah. every negative thought that you have, and it just sort of it, it it's supposed to clean slate you for the day, exactly. And yeah. so if you can do it, and you're writing huge, if I remember correctly, I started writing bigger and yeah. bigger so I could get through <laughs> these three fucking pages. Yeah, it just it felt like a slog. It wasn't it wasn't like the spiritual, and that's probably more common on who I what I was doing and where I was right. and all that. So you know, and you didn't you didn't really find it, the, them of a, a lot of use. Like I know people who still do them. Like, I had a guy on the Dork Forest who only did Chapter 1 of The Artist's Way. Oh, okay. And he never made it to Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there's other there's other things, like, there's other tasks. There's yeah. other workbooky tasks. <laughs> did he feel like he'd gotten something out of Chapter 1? For just six like, years, he'd been writing. It was oh. Joe Zimmerman. Uh, oh. He did an episode of The Dork Forest. Okay. And, it was, and he was talking about, because he does a lot of self. Different people have come on and talked about sort of the way... The self-help I'm stuff. Shocked to hear that. <laughs> shocked to hear it uh, in the entertainment industry. Right. But uh, the great thing about every every dork forest is that the the perspective. The only thing that becomes repetitive is this one right here. Me. Yeah. Uh, I have the same nine stories about almost every everybody's dorkdom. But um, so, did you do all twelve chapters? Oh yeah, I definitely finished it. I was in it to win it, baby. You know that's why I did the morning <laughs> Completest. pages. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I felt so fantastic throwing out those book so i i just read the top i was like let's see what's here and it was just like i'm ready to confront painful truths i'm like <laughs> goodbye in the trash peace out fuck this right right yeah so but there was i did get actually a pretty good writing exercise that i've talked about before which is um where you break down your life into five-year chunks oh and if you break your and that was like chapter two or three or something like that because oh, okay. i never did finish it i think okay. i did ch- uh, i did up to chapter 11 oh. once all right and then up to <laughs> chapter good. seven and then up to chapter how four how many chapters is it? there's 12 okay it's because uh, i think she's in a 12-step 12-step program yeah. and uh and uh, and so a lot of it has sort of that groovy uh kind of uh you gotta let go let other people be themselves right and you gotta be your best self and you just be of service and, and you gotta get some alimony from Martin Scorsese. Ooh, I went <laughs> Wait there. Wait a minute. Oh, that's right. There. She was married to Ju- yeah. Martin Scorsese. You know, I had Beverly D'Angelo on. She was married to um, uh, Pacino. Al- oh, that's Al- right. Pacino. Yeah. She has two kids with Al Pacino. Yeah, I listened to that episode. That was funny. Yeah. She- yeah. Her dorkdom was uh, Cities of the World that she oh, loved dearly okay. and uh, and how they changed her life. Oh. So it was kind of self-helpy. Yeah. So, so there's that one, The Artist's Way. Mm-hmm. And then... There was an early Deepak Chopra book that was kind of great. Yeah, it was the huge bestseller when I moved out, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And That's it, it. Yeah. So I read that. Um, and th- I think what I got out of it was like the, the advantages of meditation. So um, Okay. And I had already taken a Buddhism class in college, so I sort of was doing a little meditation then. So I, I also still meditate, you know, not every day. I'm not um, – But as needed kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, the thing or, is, is – Or if I have time. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if if you, like yoga and like all these things that you you have good habits yes. from the sound of it. Yeah. And you have the tools, you know where to go if yeah. you're driving yourself nuts. You're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's clearly, a good point. Yes. 
I should do some meditation right. yeah, yeah. or I should do some yoga mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and I'm still, but I'm still like most people, it's not like I it, I do that stuff so I can have this like monastic spiritual life and I'm like going around talking about chakras. It's like I am, <laughs> I got my dick jokes that I like. I've got, uh, um, you know, like I sure. like, I, I like Chipotle, you know, I like all you, the, all the oh, things, enjoy nice all, all the secular things, <laughs> uh, more of a Baja fresh person. It's sort of heartbreaking that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're still open, but they're, they're very far and few oh, they're between. Dwindling. They're I feel dwindling. Like, yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> well, the year that I actually moved <laughs> was here it a blow? was like Baja Fresh. I was just like, yes, this is. My I thing. discovered Baja when I, the first when I first moved here. That's true. I, love I was like, it. what is this madness? It is because previously I had just seen Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and because um, you know Wisconsin, Minnesota. Oh, there's like the filet- in '97. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's literally there's no reason. I'm from uh, Connecticut, and our Mexican restaurant, my hometown, was Chili's. So oh I, my god. I know talking about <laughs> <laughs> and it was 20 years ago yeah. so in the last 20 years like when i go home to minnesota or, or wisconsin there's amazing mexican food now mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of like you know a hundred years ago there was no italian food until the italians That's all true. moved yeah, over yeah. and there was uh and you know you wanted fish and chips no there was always fish <laughs> there was always shitty british food right guys, yeah, yeah. That, that had never <laughs> there was never any problem finding yeah. that yeah none, none the of the, the foods for people with uh, melanin in their skin <laughs> right they had to all come and immigrate yeah. and then uh and then they had to melt it was yeah. a delight so yeah so i like baja fresh affair so you like the secular stuff but uh, you absolutely. also well i stand up comedy i mean how can you I, that, that would be Right. Yeah. The frozen taquito is a is a is on every menu (laughs) in a shitty sea room across this great nation. Uh, So, what? um, So Deepak Chopra and then Louise Hay. Yeah. A friend of mine turned me on to that. You can heal your life. Yeah, I think that book was good. It was just just that the title alone is so helpful because I do you know go or I have gone through periods. I'm like this is hopeless, and it's just nice to have that reassurance. but some – I mean it is like I just – there's some stuff that I just can't stand where it's like, oh, if you have cancer, that's because you've been angry. It's just like that's – you're awful to say that. Like right. that is a horrible – She had cancer and she cured it through a series of chanting and throwing rocks at the moon. But the thing is, is she also – her body didn't die of cancer. Yeah. Right? I mean – it's such a crapshoot with cancer and yes. with some of these diseases. When you think about Stephen Hawking, he had ALS. Mm-hmm. And he lived for, what, 30 years with it? Yeah. Most people live about two years with Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. And it is – yeah, and it depends where you come into it. And Damn. they don't have any way to stop it or slow it down. Ugh. And he had all the money in the world. Yeah. So maybe there is a way to slow it down. Yeah, exactly. If you have all the money in the world because that will correct a lot of things. It will elongate a lot of lives. Yeah, and I think she – like Louise Hay, I mean she just mentions in the book like offhandedly like if it grows, eat it. If it doesn't, don't. So I think like she was eating like exclusively vegetables for a very long – I mean if, right. that's, if she was actually living that way, then yeah, I guess it would make sense she'd be able to – have right. some advantage in, in kicking cancer for being a vegetarian forever. Right. And who, I mean, and, and I know people who lived amazingly sort of clean lives and died of cancer. Yeah. And some of them refused to do chemo and some of them did chemo and died anyway. Mm. And you're like, I, the, I have a friend of mine who is working on the cure for AIDS. Mm-hmm. And she said um, that they had a big breakthrough and it was pretty great. And I said, um, like when I see her, which is about once a year, I say, how's it going? Have you, mm-hmm. how, how's the cure for AIDS coming along? Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, <laughs> and she goes, uh, still not there, still mm-hmm. not there. And then she goes, one year was hilarious, probably like 10 years ago. She goes, we're better than the cancer people though. Cause we know what causes it. And cause no one knows what causes cancer. That's a good point. Yeah. And so, but the Louise Hay, yes. Cause it's Louise Hay has a boatload of affirmations. Her, th- her thing is yes. affirmations, right? Yeah. And they're in the back and they say, what causes your neck problems? Well, first of all, you're not looking around enough. You're yeah. not seeing other people's perspective. Uh, like if you have joint problems in the back of the Louise Hay book, You Could Heal Your Life, it says that you're not being flexible enough. Like it's it's all word If you play. have belly fat, it's because you have a sense of like there's not enough. It's a, it's a belief in scarcity. It's like – I eat at Baja Fresh three times a week. I mean, like, I don't, but I mean, like, it's, right. there are other things. And I think it's like the black and white thinking is sort of what, where we, it I'm is just enormously like, remarkable. Right, that's scary. But I will say that she, her book has, this might be my dorkdom, Jesus, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and uh, the, because 
the thing I, because I got turned on to it by an old roommate of mine, comic Jennifer McLean, and, uh, who used to do stand up, and mm-hmm. she, um, she was telling me about the book. She bought me the first copy of it, I think, and it was, um, there's, uh, a, not a workbook, but it's a, it's a task mm-hmm. that is in the first couple of chapters, and it's you do an affirmation in your head, something like, I believe it to be 400 times a day. Mm-hmm. And you say, I love and approve of myself. Yeah. I love and approve of myself. And you you don't have to write it down. She has writing tasks as well where mm-hmm. you write down affirmations. But that one, the the saying it in your head, and you would, I would do them in bursts of 10 mm-hmm. to just try to uh, make sure I was trying to get you know 400 a day. Yeah. And what it was supposed to do, and it did successfully – is alert you to when you are having a negative thought. Oh, okay. Because if you say, I love and approve of myself, I love and approve of myself, I love and approve of myself, in your head ten times, and then you're going through and you're like, oh, I'm a fat piece of shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, do ten I love and approve of myself in yeah. response to that. Yeah, yeah. And if you end up doing that like 30 times a day, you realize how often you think sort of shitty things about yourself. So that book actually helped me a great deal. Though I did like when you're in a coma, one of the one of the affirmations is uh that you're supposed to say if you're in a coma, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> if you're in a coma, it turns out you're hiding from something. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to go, Louise. Uh, Wait, are you making this up or is this actually? No, work? no, that's in the I have the book. Holy shit. I yeah. have it too. You want you gotta look up coma. And uh I was like, well maybe she means the people who are sitting at your bedside should say I accept and approve of wow. my life or I'm willing to look at things. I mean, it's so weird. It's so weird. And I also like – I just want to be like how she – how did she work that all out? Like was there a first draft where it's just like, <laughs> no, that's too weird. This she's like, like the Tony Robbins of self-help though. She would yeah. have like those big – I think she's passed away now. But, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she died last I, year I think. Oh, yeah? Or, yeah, last year, like within Maybe the a past couple, couple of years. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I know she was – like when I read it, it was 20 years ago and she looked like she was 70 then. Yeah. So maybe, you know, she lived a good long life. She did. Yeah, yeah, And uh, But I th- she would have these things in Vegas because it wasn't Jennifer. It was some other friend of mine who mm-hmm. was like, do you want to go to one of her seminars? It's $600. And I was like, where do you – where am I going to get – what? Right, right, right. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I have the book. I, that'll be enough. <laughs> At this point, it was $22 because yeah. I don't know what happened to the book uh, Jennifer gave me. I had to mm-hmm. buy another copy. <laughs> uh, so probably three copies of it around this house, right, with my Julia Camerons. And um, so what about – what other books have – Okay. So PTSD-wise, I've read um, – well, actually, there's only two that I've read. And the, the one that I'm doing – I can't remember that – I can't remember the authors of the other one. It wasn't yeah. that good, so I'm not really going to get into that. But I'm reading one now. I'm not finished with it, but it's blowing my mind. It's called um, The Body Keeps the Score, and it's about how your physical body actually keeps uh, – Wow. Holds on to trauma. And like okay. how it's still um, – you know, and they, they they do recommend yoga in the book for that. Um, and I, I it's kind of, I feel a little like out of my depth here because I'm sort of skimming it. <laughs> like a lot, of right. it's, a lot of it's very scientific too where I'm like hypothalamus, oh, right. this, that, and the other, <laughs> like your frontal – you know, all yeah. that. But I mean – Is it wh- thick? Uh, or is it yeah. just dense? It's, okay, it's big. Uh, it's not. Th- it's no. I think it's like three some three or four hundred pages. Okay, I mean, not. But it is like some of it. It's a bit too scientific, and but, it's kind of um, technical. So kind of technical, but then yeah, that's kind of technical. But also, um, yeah, I'm just sort of learning. I mean, basically, the gist of it is like what I've gotten out of it is move your body around. You know, like uh, that's good for that's good for specifically good for PTSD. Um, yeah. So what's it called again? The body keeps the score. Yeah, and or the, it's either the body keeps the score or the body knows the score, and it's by Bessel van der Kolk. Okay. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that that is something that uh, I was told that you guys. I got a history of a uh, of hippy skippy uh, yeah. theology. I'm in the right place, uh, and you're in the right place. It was back in the '90s, and I tried to go macrobiotic Ooh. in '94 to '95. Mm-hmm. I was going to be gluten free. And macrobiotic. Wow, early adapter. Too. Early adapter. Uh, unwilling to give up beer. Uh-huh. Turns out <laughs> both of those things are not possible when you are still drinking alcohol. So, uh, and uh, the uh, the thing, the 
But so I was trying everything except for stop drinking. I literally was like, oh, my life is a mess. Why is it such a disaster? And I was like, I bet you I should get rolfing, which is, I mean, I, I literally, I, I did self-help books. I've I heard did you talk o- about that before, I think. I want to try that. And the rolfing thing, what it does is it is, um, it was created by a woman doctor, one of the very first women who went to medical school in the United States oh, in the wow. 20s. And um, she... Her son had some sort of physical disability where he could not move his legs. Mm-hmm. And she started studying. This was in Colorado. And she ended up opening up uh, this rolfing school. Mm-hmm. And her name might have been Rolf. I don't think it was. Okay. But uh, what rolfing is, is it elongates the fascia covering all of your muscles and tendons. Mm-hmm. There's this sort of, uh, you know, when you have, um, uh, you could see it in meat. It's 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 like a, a a membrane that's over it, and okay. it, what Rolfing does is it works that membrane to loosen it and mm-hmm. to make it sort of like stretchier, mm-hmm. so that uh, what it ends up doing, especially around your joints and stuff, is that your your bones can reset themselves, oh. and uh, and it can improve your posture. You can get like. I don't know, like another uh, three quarters of an inch or an inch and a half of height. Oh wow! Because of it, and you are much more relaxed. But one of the side effects of rolfing, supposedly, and uh, I say supposedly because I mock everything, but this is it happened to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say that it is, in my experience, a true thing. Mm-hmm. Is that when they work on your uh, different muscles, you can have emotional reactions. Mm. Uh, one of the emotional reactions I had because my rolfer was an enormously handsome gentleman oh. uh, was when he was working on my groin. Uh, the, that reaction <laughs> was just a – that wasn't emotional. That was full-on <laughs> physical and uh, too much info. Yeah. But the uh, – but the, So where is the strip mall? <laughs> in Minneapolis. He was okay. a perfectly handsome blonde man from Colorado. And But the uh, – but like he, uh, I remember working on my forearm. Mm-hmm. And it's my and my right forearm. For some reason, that is the hand that I do a lot of writing with. Mm. And when I used to write a lot of longhand, okay. At the time, it was it was a lot of longhand. It was it was early nineties, mid nineties, and um, I remember genuinely crying about stuff yeah. and and having emotional experiences when when some of the different joints were worked on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so the body holds on to. And, and I was told that in Ralphing is that it holds on to these memories. And if you can get the body work, mm-hmm. the body work can help you uh, also process it. Yeah. Um, that Kundalini yoga I was talking about earlier, it's supposed to be good for, uh, for PTSD. There's a, um, I, a friend of mine teaches Kundalini and she said that she, it's helped her PTSD. And I, I mean, that's just like, I don't understand the science of it, but I, um, you know, believe from my own personal experience, like I do feel um, you know, like I'll do, there's, there's a lot of YouTubes on Kundalini yoga. So that's what I'll do. I'll just like do that in my apartment. And, sure. um, it's, uh, they'll say things like, you know, and this po- posture is good for confidence or something like that. And most of the time I think it's like either they're being metaphorical or, or like that. I used to feel like bullshit, but I will feel like, oh yeah, I do feel better. You know, I will feel right. something I'll feel different, you know, afterwards. And it could just be like, um, I used to think it was strictly just the endorphin, just the endorphins you get from any exercise. Or it was psychological yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. But it, it very easily, I mean, all psychological, like, I, I know I read some book that was talking about how we take medicine to feel better. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't feel well, you can take pills and you can take medicine. And if you think about it, everything you put in your body will affect your mood and it will affect your health. So if you yeah. eat good foods, that is a medicine of a sort. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if you think of, like, when you eat crap, you f- tend to feel a little less good. Yeah. You know, you can slow you down. You can feel bloated. Mm-hmm. You can feel uh, just kind of high or... Regrets. Yeah, yeah. You, you're like, oh, I have a sugar headache. Yeah. <laughs> Even an ice cream headache. But uh, the... Um, so it, it makes sense to me. It it doesn't not make sense to me that the physical and the psychological would be connected. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Because yeah. everything you you do with your body affects your mind, and everything mm-hmm. you do with your mind. I don't know that that's true. The other way, I, I undo undo that. One. Everything, you, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> everything you do I with your mind just, affects like, your body. And I'm like, yes, that's also <laughs> completely true. We solved it. Wait a minute, <laughs> my ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Hey guys. 
It's another ad for the FabFitFun box because the FabFitFun fall box, say that three times fast, is now on pre-sale. So if you sign up for FabFitFun today, you get your fall box. The FabFitFun fall box is in limited supply. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code DORK to get $10 off your first box. So if you go to FabFitFun.com, sign up, start getting the box. For a life well-lived, you use the promo code DORK to get $10 off your first box, and that's over $200 worth of stuff for $39.99. So go to FabFitFun.com, use my code DORK, and get the $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Uh, it's super fun stuff. It's There's like a rollerball, and there's face stuff, and there's makeup, and there's... You can go, you can sort of look around fabfitfun.com and see all the different stuff that could possibly be in your box. Every month is different. Uh, there's standard stuff that comes pretty regularly, stuff, creams and stuff that need to be re- replenished, and they're full-sized. Anyway, go to fabfitfun.com, get $10 off your first box. Let's get back into the show. I'm talking, by the way, to Steve Young. It's at Steve Brett Young on Twitter. Go see his stand-up. Uh, at Studio Coach, Studio City Coach, on Twitter, yes. that's at Studio City Coach on Twitter, and then at Studio City Life Coach <laughs> on, on Instagram. Instagram. And there was a link to the self-help book that I wrote as Studio City Life Coach uh, called The Studio City Life Coach's Holiday Survival Guide. <laughs> and I will never write a book with a title that long again because, you know, but what, anyway. Is it, uh, does it get lost in the shelves? Well, it's just like I like – I want to be brought on stage. I want them to promote my book when they bring me on stage for stand-up. And then, oh, right. But I have to like write it down for them or like the last time the guy just couldn't even remember. And he's like, uh, he has a book. And then I yeah. just went out and I'm like, uh, I, I own one. I didn't write one. So, <laughs> <laughs> How about um, just saying introduce me that I have a life coach book and then, and then you could make fun of it and, and pitch it however you pitch it. Yeah, I mean, like, I have mixed feelings about that because I don't even want to get, like, I don't have, it's almost like it's sort of this thing I have to, like, wind up, I don't want to have to, like, uh, clarify something. Right. To start my set by clarifying something that's confusing, so that's the only reason why I'm just, like. Don't talk about it at all? Not don't talk it. Not don't talk about it at all. But I mean, what I, the way I solved it is on Sunday night. I just wrote it down for the MC, and she's just like, "Great, thank you." And it, but I feel a little presumptuous she, doing that. Well, she read the whole title of it. Yes. And then at the end, of, like if you were going to sell the book at at your shows, yeah. right? So, um, if because when you when it is long, mm-hmm. like because if you have credits and the and the show is too long. They're either going to fuck it up or it's going to look weird as they try to read it off a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That uh, I was thinking that if you just uh, – because you're going to pitch it to sell it after the show anyway. It introduced was – he's just uh, – Well, I haven't brought them – I haven't done that yet. I'm going to do that. Uh, I mean because it's Christmas theme. So I mean like – Right. Um, oh, okay. It's a, It's not a summer holiday. It's a winter holiday? It's a <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Your your life coach uh, mocking book is uh, is it's about a, the Jewish high holy do- high holidays. Uh, how are we a, getting through Yom Kippur this year? Right, how to sit shiva yeah. with a decent uh, and feel good about it. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to fix it. Mostly because I, I try to fix things. And uh, it's to, uh, we can look at that later. We'll look at that yeah. later. Is there a book that'll stop me from doing that? It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a mansplaining thing that I'm that I've been addicted to <laughs> all my entire life, and uh, nothing to be. All these about. guy comics have rubbed off on you. It's uh, right, just four brothers and a dad. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's a. I've always been uh, a little butch, and mansplaining <laughs> is how it comes out. Uh, so what uh, what else? I mean, so there's the physical, there's the reading of it. Um. What else about what? Do you see life coach or about PTSD stuff or no, just but in general? Just about, about sort of because you wanted to talk self-help and I thought – Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think – what else? What else? <laughs> um, yeah, I think like – but I think the stand-up comedy part of it has been huge and I think I've been really inspired by – I mean there have been a couple female comics that have talked about being raped in their stand-up and I think it is – It's uh, super powerful and yes. it can be hilarious. It's fucking funny. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing about it. Like it's not like they're so, – they're not trying to turn this into a one-woman show. They're try, I mean they're just like – they've got jokes about – they've got – Right. Really, like blisteringly funny, like, and I think it how is how they survived and yeah. how they and and what it 
and and what it turned into. Yeah, I think there is something like so powerful about that. It's just like you did not get me. Like you did not. I mean, I don't. That's not the right way to put it. But just sort of like you know, they've. they've you didn't destroy me. That's exactly. not a bad way to put it. Yeah. Because I mean, if you can make jokes about it, it's sort of. And I've made this comparison before. Is that like like when Indiana Jones is being beaten mm-hmm. uh, by the Nazis or the bad guys? They're mm-hmm. punching him, and he's making quips. He's making jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like that. That's the sort of that's the movie I want to write. Is where a woman is being raped, and she's like, "I can't feel anything." Are you sure you're raping me? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, just something, just something like where it's like you don't win. <laughs> you yeah. you are a horrible person yeah. and you don't win. Tank Girl was the closest that that came to. Yeah, and uh, um, so, but it's 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 definitely it's so powerful when anybody talks about anything real mm-hmm. in stand up comedy. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and it's it's interesting because I I um, yeah I start my setup by talking about like all the hot guys I follow on Instagram and how I rank that and it's fun I think it sort of gets people <laughs> on board with me because I come across as so sh- it seems like I sound like a straight guy because there's one point where I just say I talk about these gorgeous guys and they try to sometimes they try to sound like life coachy and they'll they're inspirational memes I'm like take your shirt off bitch that's why I'm here. <laughs> And I think, like, a lot of the women get on board with that because I'm talking like some sexist asshole, but I'm talking about other men. And I think that's, you know, good. And then it, it helps, like, the delicacy of stand-up because it's, it's not like you can't really open with a gay bashing, you know? No, 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 no. I, right. And you have to you have to introduce yourself. Yes. And you have to do it in a way that that can relate to people. And then – but it's all – yeah, I don't know – I don't know specifically how it's done. I just know how to do it, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, and the thing is, is and and I know that you can't start with the gay bashing story, yeah, because no one, nobody and wants. You can't anybody. end with it either, unless it happens three times. <laughs> Callback, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, it's so hard to figure out how to how to discuss something real. And I say that I I don't know a lot about the history of stand up comedy, so uh, I think that. I would credit Richard Pryor for a yeah. guy that was super personal first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know – like I've I've tried to watch old stand-up comedy, but I can barely watch current stand-up comedy. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. I got a life to leave. I don't want to watch your stand-up mm-hmm. unless you're right in front of me. Yeah. And then I will thoroughly enjoy it yeah. or not. Uh, but uh, you will have been on stage right in front of me. Yeah. And um, – so when I when somebody played a Richard Pryor album, I was mm-hmm. over at their house and I was like and I remember listening to it and thinking that the Kings of Comedy had hacked this pretty bad. Oh really? But it wasn't um uh it it wasn't entirely so. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like cuz like sometimes I listen to Seinfeld and I think it's hard for me to like some of those jokes because he's been co-opted so bad, the set-up punch kind of way that he does it. Yeah. You have to really listen to the premises and go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, he's got a he's got his own observational take, which is why he's very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think if you see enough stand – like I um, have been doing it for over 10 years and now I just feel like I want – you just get – even when people are good, I just sort of feel like, okay, I see – not – I don't know, like – I still laugh and all that, but I think like my, I guess my taste level has been affected by doing it. Like I just want someone that's just pretty, um, you know, unique or just like is talking about, you know, some, um, a little more, a little more on the provocative side, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, I know that there was certainly a time when I, when I had a hard time processing, like, like I would be super judgmental and it was probably right around 12 or 15 years in where I was like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's not bad. It's perfectly yeah. fine. I don't need to watch it. Uh, or uh, I get what you're doing. I don't like it. I'm leaving. Yeah. And and then I I got over a hump where I was like, oh, everyone gets to do whatever they want. And it's, it, I don't have to judge it at all. It, it doesn't have payback. anything to do with me. It is payback for me for thinking that doing jokes about cutting was the most edgy and provocative stuff. I mean, it's just like what? It- There's probably an amazing joke about cutting that needs to be done. But, I do uh, like that Amy Schumer just ended her album with like, "Lady, oh, I'll leave you with this. My sister was a cutter. 
thank you. Good night, everyone. It's just like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like that. That was good. That, like that. Uh, that is funny because of the the twist there is that there was no punchline. Mm-hmm. That's the twist. And uh, <laughs> let's dissect this, man. <laughs> let's uh, deconstruct this yeah. uh, this cheeseburger and put it on a plate. So um, yeah. So people, this will go out Tuesday. Is there anything are you just doing LA shows for a little bit? Uh, or are you going out? Yeah, doing LA shows, and I'm blanking on where I'm going up. So anyway, sure. So follow you on yeah, Twitter. On, yeah, I'm good at I'm good at the the media the updates, and um, I'm Hey Steve Young on Facebook. So Facebook.com/slash Hey Steve Young. Okay, and, Hey uh, Steve Young. Yeah, and it's uh, Steve Brett Young yes. on Twitter. Yeah, and SteveYoungComedy.com. Yes, and Studio City Life Coach and Studio City Coach yes. on Instagram and yeah. Twitter. Yeah, so I did it. I you read did, it out my gosh. loud. Yeah, exactly. Right from there. And my social security number is, is exactly, and, and I'm a Sagittarius. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your mother's maiden name yeah. and your first name. <laughs> so. Um, Thank you so much for coming over. Thank you. This is a blast. Super fun. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay. Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?